Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to Life Tips Show. I'm here with Bernie. Bernie, welcome. Oh, thank you very much. Very excited to be chatting with you about Love, Animals, and Miracles, a new book that you released in October. Right, here's my first question. What kind of pet do you have, or do you have multiple pets? You surely must have a, a loving relationship with an animal in your life. Yeah, at the moment, we have one dog and four cats. Two dogs died this year, and I'm still calling their name out, uh, yeah. you know, because they're still with me. But I may add, you know, part of the reason why people may say, oh, I'm going to take care of them. But more studies show that if you have a dog in the house, you live a longer, healthier life. And I mean that literally. After heart attacks, other diseases, go home to a house with a dog, and a year later, more people are alive than with no dog. And relationships are what it's about. Tell me a little bit about researching a project of this magnitude, because it, it is very meaningful to so many people. Did you conduct your own surveys? Did you did you look up data to try to conclude? You know, make really your good question, because... I started this work about 30 years ago. The National Institutes of Health, American Cancer Society, nobody would help me because they all thought, you're nuts. You know, what difference are feelings? What difference would a dog make? What difference does laughing or music make? And the problem is in medicine, well, a sentence, it says doctors are trained to treat the result, not the cause. So if they aren't prepared in medical school, it's like Siegel's crazy. I'm not going to waste money and time on research. And one Yale student did his graduate work on the cancer patient in our group. And he came up with, this was his thesis, that they had a better survival rate than a control group with the same disease. His professor, this is Yale University, his professor said to him, that can't be true, alter the control group. That's what drives you crazy, you know, that you have to have an open mind and believe in what you experience. Don't let beliefs block you. And healing is self-induced. So the authors, the poets, they write about it, but the doctors don't learn about it. Did you catch that story recently of, of, of the study that was done with bringing uh, dogs uh, that, that were in shelters into prisons to, to retrain them? Did you catch any of that? Well, I've been reading about that for a long time, yeah. Well, yeah. and another, the FBI, this was in the paper, said that we should upgrade the felony level of animal abuse because mm. the people who abuse animals also end up abusing their families. And there are many people who stay married to protect the pets and the children. You know, mm. so again, yeah. if you're brought up with re the opposite of love, indifference, rejection, and abuse, then you seek revenge in all the headlines we're reading, and then you have guilt, you kill yourself or let the police do it for you. But if we brought everybody up with love and a reverence for life, to use the term that Schweitzer used, one more little story I will add. I've been picking up worms on the street after it rains for years, thinking I'm neurotic. But I can't help it. I care about life. And I read that Schweitzer did the same thing and even put leaves into puddles for insects. So 
So if we brought the kids up with love and a reverence for life, what a different world this would be. Hmm. Um, tell me a little bit about the 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 type of dog that you might have. Does it matter what kind of dog you had? Have you ever noticed that people tend to buy dogs that are like them? Yes. I mean, there are a lot of dog shows where people, you know, their hairdos, their all kinds of things <laughs> look like their dogs. What I do, I don't buy dogs. I rescue them. I go to the animal shelter. And I wait for, you can say God, but a higher authority says, Bernie, go to the shelter. Let me tell you a true story. I wrote a book called Buddy's Candle. It's about a dog and his child and his uh, and a child who's his owner uh, who both have cancer and what the dog teaches him also about loss. But I finished writing the book, went out of the house with the other dog we had named Furphy, and I heard a voice say, go to the animal shelter. So I drive right down there because I know that voice. And I walk in and I said to the person standing there, what's that dog's name? He was sitting by the door. I didn't say hello to anybody, but popped out of my mouth. What's his name? Oh, his name is Buddy. He's been here less than 15 minutes. I said, I'm here to take him home. And I did. And that's how I go down to the shelter. When I get the message, I go. The dog I have right now is called Rags. And I named him after a poem. I've got to tell you the punchline of the poem. A soldier has his life saved by a dog. He wants to adopt it. When he's discharged, he can't find him. He goes home back to medical school. This is what touched my heart. He walks into the laboratory. There's a dog cut open on the table. Who is it? Rags. And what does Rags do? He licks his hand and then dies. And I've seen that with our animals, and I've written about it in my book, The Love Animals and Miracles. I'm working on them when they've had wounds and things, and they lick my hand. I know they're telling me, you're hurting me. They don't bite my finger. They lick my hand. And boy, that's the stuff that breaks your heart. And as the, that story, the poem ends, you know, if there's no place in heaven for a dog like this, then I'd rather be in hell. And you can look it up on the Internet, anybody who wants to read it. Oh, boy, did that touch me. Tell me your thoughts on Caesar Milan, the famous dog whisperer. Do you believe in his methodology? And, and, and... Yeah, my friend um, is Amelia Kincaid. She has a story in this book, too. What I've learned is you can communicate with animals. There's no question about it. Now, I was a non-believer. I met Amelia in an elevator at an ASPCA non-kill conference. Hello, what are you here for? Oh, I'm an animal intuitive. Oh, you're crazy, lady. You talk to animals. I mean, that was what I was thinking. Here's a nutcase who talks to animals. But then what happens? See, I look for proof. So twice, a cat has disappeared from our house. And the first time, I thought it was dead in the woods. It was missing for weeks. And... I called Amelia. I said, okay, where's the cat? Is it alive? I get an email back. Now, she was in California and Africa, and I'm in Connecticut. She said, yeah, the cat's alive. I can see the moon through its eyes, and it's under the house. And she described the whole house and all the other pets. Next morning, I go out screaming the cat's name because how can you be under a house? It was under a stairway off the side of the house to protect itself. It's like put itself in a cage, if you know what I mean, because the stairway came down to the ground. And the other time, she described our basement where I thought the cat was, and it was there. I mean, so she's taught me, quiet your mind, then you get into the animal's mind. As a matter of fact, if I may, that dog, Buddy, when I was coming home from the shelter, I stopped for gas. He jumped out of the car and ran away. 
cornered him, got him. Everybody was helping me, put him back in the car. And I said to him, why did you do that? I belong to a couple, the husband's alcoholic. When the wife says, take the dog for a walk, he puts me in the car, drives to the bar, leaves me locked in the car and abuses me when he goes home. And I don't want to ever be in a car again. I told him I'd never treat him that way. Two weeks later, I came back to my car after shopping. The side door was wide open. I realized I'd hit the button when I put it in my pocket. And he was sitting in an open car. That teaches me that you can talk to them. Interesting. Now, did you talk with with Buddy about his situation? Would you, would you, do you feel that communicating with animals with your normal voice is the way to do that, or what's your take on your your communication? I mean, I'm not talking words. I see. I'm saying in my head that Mm -hmm. I would never treat you that way. You don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. Now, I know also that he was abused because in the kitchen, like we're eating dinner, he'd come in and I'd say, here, come here. And he'd back up. You pick up a broom and he backs up. He's afraid of being hit with it. And it took him a while before he learned that he's safe with me. I love him. I care about him. And from then on, he really was my buddy. I mean, that was his name. I didn't name him. Um and he was. He was my companion. And uh, all those fears were gone because he knew he was safe in this house. We're going to take a break, but when we're back, we're going to talk about some of your chapters, like Becoming Family, Love is Blind, Paw Professor is one of my favorites, Miracle Healers, The Psychic Connection. Back in just a few minutes, everyone. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents 
the 14th Annual Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is February 15th, 2016. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 14th Annual Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your entry today at iacaward.org. That's iacaward.org. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back, Bernie. Bernie, great to have you on the show today. Thanks for being here. Oh, my pleasure. (laughs) When you wrote this book, and and, and some of the chapters that I mentioned before the break, how did these chapters come to you? How did you map out the plan for this book? Well, I didn't really. I mean, it, it, yes, our experience, as we say in the beginning of the book, that our home was a zoo with five kids who were like our ranch hands. So it's just the love of animals. And oh, if you want a mystical, I think I was a surgeon and rescuing animals because in a past life, or at least the consciousness in my mind of a past life of a knight who killed people and animals. That was part of his job. And when he was told to do it, he went and did it. And I think in this life, I was making up, in a sense, for all the things that he had done um, and understanding uh, that this is why our house was a crazy zoo with every kind of creature in the na- you know you could name in it and uh, mm-hmm. why I picked up worms and all these things that were bizarre and why I use a knife you know, to cure people and help people and not to injure them. So all these things. But what we did was ask people, send us your stories. I mean, I know an awful lot of people. So we just said, send us your stories. And then, you know, there are people in the profession who went through them and picked them out and um, put them together. And then I just reflect what I've learned from their stories and what I've learned from other animals, uh, you know, before and after all these stories are presented to you. You know, um, I mean, example, the one where a young woman wants to buy her father a dog and uh, they say that that dog's already been adopted. She can't. In the next year or two, she dies. The parents think, oh, we should get a dog, you know, honor her and go get one. So they go down to the same breeder that the daughter was at. A bunch of dogs are running around the room. One stops, runs over, jumps on the father's chest. And the person who runs the place said, that's the dog your daughter picked out for you. The people brought it back because they couldn't keep it anymore. And, of course, they went home with it. Um, You know, these are the things. Or going, um, this was a patient of mine. You know, there's stories about dolphins in there. Um, Two of her friends were therapists down in Florida who used the dolphins with children with various problems. And she felt, I'm dying. I'll go down there to be with them, their therapist. They put her in the water. The dolphins were so loving and attentive and and literally touching the part of her body where the cancer was. 
that she didn't die. She came home and lived for many years. And when she called me one night to say, Bernie, I'm ready to go now. And you keep telling people, you know, it's easy. You turn off the switch. Well, I'm trying and nothing's happening. I said, I've never had a phone call from a dolphin. And then the next morning, her parents called to say thank you. That did it for her, and she died quietly that night. So those are the things that can't help but touch your heart. So many wonderful stories. What's your take on zoos, I wonder? On zoos? Are zoos prisons for animals? The, I'm not sure of the sentence, what you're saying. The, well, do oh, you believe in zoos? Z-O-O-S? Yeah, zoos. Exactly. Oh, Z E U S. I'm sorry. Oh, Zeus. That's another one. I'll ask you about that next. But let's let's go to let's go to zoos. What, what's your take on zoos? Do you do you feel the pain of animals when you go to a zoo? Do you believe yeah, in zoos? I, I think, think that I'm often signing these uh, letters. You know, uh, I mean, email type things where they want signatures to get animals freed, how they're treated, Rescued. how they're slaughtered, how they're, yeah. As a matter of fact, I just offered my book as a donation to, it's PCRM, uh, the uh, Physicians um, Committee for Responsible Medicine, PCRM. And what they're doing is trying to protect animals, get medical schools, you see, to stop cutting up animals like I discussed, you know, about rags. Uh, and and the various people, how you kill a chicken, all these things that you don't, you know, you think about the animal too, or let an elephant go who's been penned up in a zoo for 10 years. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to treat them with respect, with the same, mm-hmm. you know, respect in a sense they give us. I often mm-hmm. say to people, if you're trying to make a decision, ask yourself WWLD. They say, huh? I say, ask yourself, what would Lassie do? Because, you know, the animals are acting in a different way. See, they're more complete than human beings. I mean that literally. So, you know, we see pictures on the Internet and in newspapers and so forth of tigers who have a little pig nursing, you know, and joining their baby tigers. You say, how does this happen? It's instinct. It's part of their completeness. Life means something. And even I've read many things because one of the things that used to drive me nuts was when our kid was away who had a snake named Monty Python and I'd have to feed the snake. It broke my heart. And, but I learned that snakes kill the creature before they swallow it. They'll wrap around so they can't breathe. So in a sense, they're even thinking about making it less painful. And, and one more lesson that was so important from our grandchild, Charlie, um, a story there. He had a turtle who became depressed when other turtles in the tank died. He was all alone and stopped eating. So Charlie went to buy a little fish for him, even though it broke Charlie's heart that I have to give up the fish's life. But what happens when he drops the fish in the tank? The turtle swims over, they touch noses, and they become best of friends. And they're living together, eating together, and enjoying life. How many people do you know behave like that? Well, not all animals are as forgiving as you have suggested. Some are uh, are, are not well behaved, are uh, you know, are aggressive animals. Um, there are breeds of dogs that arguably uh, are are uh, you know 
pit bulls and, and that are hurting human beings. What's your take on some of these animals? Why are these animals and why are these dogs doing that? Is it the owner's responsibility and fault, if you will? Yeah, you, you have to realize some of the dog's personalities related to where their breed comes from. You know what I mean? What they were meant to do. And so there are aspects of their personality related to that. But whether it's a child or a dog or any other animal, if you see the opposite of love is indifference, rejection, and abuse. I mean, we could be discussing the headlines. Why are people killing each other? Mm -hmm. And that's the part. If you're brought up with love, you have a reverence for life. As Schweitzer said, you pick up a worm. You don't kill somebody. See, one of our kids is in law enforcement. He, in order to be an FBI agent, has to say, I am capable of killing someone. That shook me up at his graduation. But he sent me an email telling me he spent half an hour saving the life of a turtle recently between classes and training. And he said I had to walk half an hour to find a pond to release it. Now, are you worried about him having a gun? No. I mean, if he's going to save a life of a turtle, he's not going to use this in an unhealthy, abusive way. So if pets are brought up with love, if children are brought up with love, we care about each other. But when they're brought up with abuse, as I mentioned, like Buddy, when we would meet another dog walking, he'd bark and act tough. He'd never hurt anybody, but I knew he was saying, I don't want to get hurt and abused again, so I better you know, act tough and I'll protect myself and Bernie. Um, and I saw that with them. I, that dog I have now, Rags, he walks up to anything. I mean, my neighbor has two enormous pit bulls. Uh, he walks right up to them and they rub noses. <laughs> and one of them does growl, you know, to say, hey, I'm tough and you better watch out. But he doesn't worry and they touch noses. And again, it isn't the pit bull. It's how they're brought up. I mean, that Furphy I mentioned was brought up with abuse. He lost an eye, he lost a tail, he's been attacked by dogs. So if you take a walk and meet another dog, yeah, he'll bark, you know, to say, hey, I'm tough, watch out. But I've also, uh, all the memories come back. We had a little dog, um, I got the breed from Ireland, so I named it Cagney. But I'd go out jogging, and this little thing, who maybe weighed five pounds, he would run along with me. And if we'd see some big dog, He'd run up to it and bark at it to protect me. I knew, I mean, they never got into fights, but he'd run up and say, hey, you better stay away from, you know, my man. And I, I, that had, I have to admire because the size of him, he could have been swallowed by some of the dogs he was barking at. But they sent each other's message too. The animals, no. Let me give you a, another simple example. Um, we had some outdoor cats, and I told the vet, you know, it's hard to get them for their shots unless it's first thing in the morning when I put food out and I grab them. I made that appointment. They did not show up for their breakfast for one solid week. And I called the vet to say, forget it. It's, you know, they, they know what I'm thinking. The next morning they appeared for breakfast. And that tells you that what's going on in their heads has a lot to do with their experience in life. And you think it wasn't a verbal thing. It was, in fact, uh, something different happened. Something uh, something unusual happened. With what? And then, with that particular case. Oh, yeah. They didn't hear me. I mean, they're outdoor cats, and I make a phone call to the vet. 
Um, but I'd say anybody listening to this knows that when you're thinking of taking the cats and dogs to the vet, it's awfully hard to find them. <laughs> but when you're putting the meal out, you know, thinking, oh, it's time for them to get a meal, boom, they're right at your side, um, <laughs> you know, waiting. Yeah, our cats What's your, do, you, do you have any stories or thought? Do you have any stories or thoughts on shepherds, German shepherds that are trained to assist uh, the blind? It yeah, I'm amazed at how well trained they can be. I had a blind friend, and we'd go out to dinner, and this dog would sit under the table. You know, you could be eating a steak, and they can smell it. But the dog would sit under the table and never even put its nose up. You know, I sit here at home, and yeah, the dog comes over and, hey, hey, I want to share your dinner. It smells good. Um, <laughs> but when they're trained as the seeing eye, you know, and, and assistance dogs are, it's amazing. One, this blind friend, again, of mine, she would tell the dog a number. We were in the airport one day, and she said, gate 15. I said, what are you doing? I'm telling him where to take me. And the dog went to gate 15, and boom. So that's what makes me a believer in how intelligent they are and all the things they can learn uh, about you and helping how to help you. How can we treat animals better? How? Oh, I'd say let your heart make up your mind. I mean, to it's just actually what I say to people is if you have a child, bring it up the way you would a puppy. And it's about affection, discipline, exercise. You know, it, it's all these things. You can love the animal and not like its behavior. But I find in examples that touch me, I'm nicer to the animals than they are to our children. I mean, one of our dogs, I take them to the therapy groups I run for cancer patients. And one of them, that one buddy was ill with diabetes and was getting towards the end of his life. And he peed and pooped in the middle of the meeting. And I went over and cleaned up and apologized to the people, you know, whose building it is and so forth. And, uh, and just, I knew, hey, he's a good guy, and he did it. I'll clean up. And I was thinking later, as we were heading home, if that were one of my kids, I would have probably been yelling, what are you doing? What kind of stupid behavior is that? Why are you? And I'd say again, treat your kids and yourself as you would your animals. Be forgiving. Be kind. Um, understand that we're all, in a sense, incomplete and human and uh, have our problems. But... Uh, Say you're sorry and move on with life. Let me, again, one of the stories in the book, uh, we rescued a rabbit, brought it home, and were told by the vet, be very careful because your dogs, you know, could injure it and the other animals. So don't let them be together for, you know, until you're sure they're safe. And after about 10 days or so, I thought everything was okay because I had left the house and didn't close the pet door. Um, and I thought, well, they know each other now. It's safe. Well, I was wrong. I came home, and the rabbit was injured by the dog, Furphy. And uh, I felt so much guilt. But who is my therapist? The rabbit. About a week and a half after the injury happened, I went out to bring the rabbit in. Her name is uh, Smudge. And uh, and I have to tell people, we have a fenced-in yard. I mean, they're not just running loose. 
but I would always bring the rabbit in as it began to get dark in case any predator jumped in. I wanted her to be safe. And I couldn't find her in the yard. I'm walking around and around, and I saw a furfy lying there, so I was walking over to him. Who do I see lying under his back, you know, snuggled in so I couldn't <laughs> see her? Smudge. And boy, that impressed the hell out of me. He has, in a sense, threatened her life, wounded her, and who's her best friend now? That same person. And all that forgiveness is uh, quite a message that comes through from the animals. What do dogs and cats and bunnies, for that matter, seem to love most about us humans or, or seek the most from us? Is it the other answer you said of affection and exercise and, and love? Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's the affection and, of course, meals and exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, take, see, a study was done, another study, of a walking group and dog owners. And guess who ended up doing more walking? The dog owners. Mm-hmm. You see, because the walking group, oh, it's raining today. Oh, it's chilly. You know, but when you have a dog, get them out. You know, it doesn't matter if it's raining, cold or snowing. And uh, that was interesting, too. And the bonding, when you pet a furry animal, your oxytocin and serotonin levels go up. Those are the bonding hormones. So you relate to everybody better. As a matter of fact, I often say this to single women. If you're looking for a guy, get a dog first and go for a walk. Because another study showed, I can't remember the exact statistic, but it was way up there. You know, like two-thirds or three-quarters of the women said the man they married, they met walking their dog. So get a dog, folks, if you want to have relationships. And if you have a dog, you know it. You go for a walk, everybody talks to you with the dog. Go to the same place without the dog, people walk right past you. Bernie, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show. I have two final questions for you. One is, who do you want to get a hold of you, and how can they get a hold of you? Through my website is the best way, BernieSiegelMD.com, S-I-E-G-E-L, BernieSiegelMD.com. There are a lot of stories by me there um, that they can read. They can email me through that, you know, through the contacts. It comes to me because I care about people. It's not, you know, a staff who answers things. So if you want to get in touch with me and know more, it's all there, all my books and CDs and things of that sort. Terrific. We really appreciate you having on the show today. It's been a lot of fun and and educational as well as entertaining and packed with lots of animal love. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Can I share a short story? Of course. Please do. We had a cat named Miracle. That's another thing Mm. that helped people. Name your cat, Miracle. Hope, we have those. Get a dog and name it Sex, and the neighbors leave you alone after a while. But this a miracle I took everywhere. So they had a sign up in our town that said, Dog Show. And I took Miracle, because she was like a dog. You went everywhere, walked on a leash, took her every place. And they said, hey, you, you can't bring a cat here. I said, she thinks she's a dog, and I don't want her to get depressed. So she went in, and every dog there was fascinated by her. They all came over to smell her, you know, like, what is this thing? The next year, <laughs> nine went up. Dog show for dogs only. <laughs> and I knew they were saying, seagulls, stay home. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope she wasn't too depressed, and that's an interesting <laughs> thought as well. Do you think uh, animals can get depressed, and how do you think they show that depression? Yeah, by being quiet and withdrawing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think they can. Yeah, Miracle 
lived to be 20 and died due to mm. some medication that she was given her, had an adverse reaction. But I mean, she was just such a special creature. And uh, yeah, you could tell what her feelings were and she knew what my feelings were. If I was sick in bed, she'd come and sit on my chest. If I'm taking a nap, she doesn't have to rescue me or try to heal me. It, it's just amazing how they know. Um, and I've heard this from other people too, where they know somebody in their family is getting better because the dog is no longer sitting in the bedroom. It's coming to the kitchen now for dinner. Um, so they know it has left that person's side because they're recovering. Great stories today. Great book you've written. Best of luck with that. And we'll look forward to having you back on the show when you write your next book. Thank you. Thanks again, Bernie. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope your life's a little smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.